Hey, hey, this is Megan, and you're listening to the Salesy Podcast. This is a podcast for a modern business owner where you will learn how to build your business while staying true to yourself at the same time. As a sales expert of the last eight years and an online business owner, I am here to teach you tangible sales techniques rooted in psychology and human behavior. Get your earbuds on and your salesy notebook out and let's get started today. Welcome back to the podcast. I know I always say this, but I am so excited for who I'm introducing you to. Caitlin is a mindset and business coach who helps entrepreneurs shift from stuck and overwhelmed to clear, confident, and signing their first clients. She has a bachelor's of science in psychology and is also certified in many modalities. But really thinking about her, she is like your closeted psych nerd who loves to paint and go outside and read books. After many years of unlearning, healing, and growing, she now works with ambitious women across the world to guide them through the same journey of creating lives and businesses that they want. What Caitlin left out here and what I really am going to highlight today is Caitlin really just comes in and holds you in such a safe place, whether you're her client or a colleague or even us jamming before this podcast. And a lot of mindset for her really leans into self-trust and intuition, which everybody knows I've been on that journey today. So we are just going to dive right in. Hi, Caitlin. Welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for inviting me here. I'm so excited. We always have the best conversations. And every time I leave, I'm like, wow, that was incredible. Probably should record all of these for some sort of content. I am so pumped to be here and excited to get into it. I honestly am so excited. And I know you will have so many good gems. We're going to dive right in though. No foreplay. Love it. First thing I want to talk about is you being introverted and how you have kind of overcome that and how you speak to that. Because I think a lot of people, myself included, feel like they have to be extroverted to be successful and to be confident. Yes, absolutely. This was such a huge thing for me, really my entire life. And I used it as such an excuse, I guess, in many ways to kind of talk myself out of showing up in the ways I really wanted to me. I used to define extrovert or introverted, sorry, as being very quiet, shy, always like by yourself, never talking to people, never voicing your opinion, not really even having opinions, just being that quiet, nice, silent girl. And I really formed my identity around that and held so tightly onto it and thought, this is who I am. That's it. End of story. And it really, it held me back in so many different ways. Like whether it be throughout creating relationships, getting to know people, vulnerability, entering university, doing presentations, and then the business space, it just kind of exacerbated so many of my other fears about like, can I really do this? When I thought of that identity of myself of like, okay, I like have been introverted my whole life. How am I going to show up like all these people? When I entered the business space, especially all of my mentors in the space, the people who I saw pulled it off, were living that dream life I wanted. I'm like, 
they're not like me. Like they're loud, they're confident, they speak their opinion, they're controversial. They're just like glowing in this vibrant magnetic energy. That's just them. Like they're so vibrant. And I just thought, okay, like that's not me. I'm not like that. How could I do that? And really entrepreneurship, which I know you can attest to as well, is has probably been the biggest healing journey of my entire life. And it really opened up my eyes to all of these limiting beliefs I've been holding on to my entire life, because right now I have my own successful coaching business. I show up, I do public speaking, and I'm still an introvert, but there's so many other things that I was holding on to as my identity that were just learned behaviors and not who I was, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's like this identity that, you know, they say you and I can nerd up out about sight, but you know, your subconscious is formed by the time you're seven. And so that your identity is almost molded by like what people tell you, you are when you're a kid and like coming from the generation we are and the parents that we have, like they did the best they could with what they had. But I don't think a lot of parents realized that the things that they were praising us for were creating these identities and these mindsets and like getting into entrepreneurship, you definitely have to, you know, unlearn, redefine, recreate, and really start defining you as a person. Because at the end of the day, like, a lot of times in entrepreneurship, like we were talking about this before, I kind of wish we would have recorded pre-roll, but I, I didn't get into it. But we were talking about this before that like a lot of people get into entrepreneurship to make more money. And a lot of times we think you have to be extroverted to make more money and it's really confidence. And on top of that, like this concept of making more money, if you have a bad mindset or if you have these limiting beliefs, you will only grow as much as you believe you can. And so it's like, like I mentioned to Caitlin, like I made $220,000 cash in the middle of a pandemic, I don't know where that money went to be honest with y'all, but like, I still felt like shit every single day. I was the most depressed I've ever been. And it's so interesting about like how unlearning and redefining yourself is so key, not just to like success of money, but like how you want to create your own life. So I'm curious now that you've done like all the unlearning, because I also have gone through like a similar path, but I thought I was extroverted and I'm actually introverted. How do you define being an introvert now, knowing what you know? Yes. Now I define introverted as kind of when I look at being an introvert, extrovert, and ambivert, it's more about where you recharge, how you recharge your energy and less about like how you show up as an individual. So for me being an introvert, when I'm feeling exhausted and drained, where I go to recharge my battery and like feel like a human again, I'm by myself in my room alone, like reading a book or something like that. Whereas some of my friends who are very extroverted, they would love to go hang out with their friends, like go for a hike with somebody and just talk about life, talk about all these great ideas and visions. And they'll feel so pumped up from that and so recharged to take on the rest of their week. Whereas for me, that would completely drain my battery. So really being an extrovert, introvert, ambivert is more about how you recharge your energy. It's not so much about your personality and how you show up. Yeah. That's how I figured out I was introverted too, is when I started reading more and when reading and like my self-care activities, 90% of the time I'm by myself. Like 
I go to the gym by myself. I don't go to the gym with my partner. I could do a whole episode on why I don't do that, but like reading by myself. And it's so interesting to redefine that versus like these personal and like characteristics of yourself versus that. So going through this process too, and unlearning and learning more about not only the science of mindset, but, you know, getting into the spiritual and the energetics and the manifestation, what kind of got you to like dive into psychology and what have you like kind of learned in this process too? Cause I feel like you are such a good balance of both science and spiritual. Yes. For me, it has been a very wild journey. I would say my entire life, I've always been obsessed with psychology, like learning why people do the things they do, act the way they do, and really the science behind it. I think initially it was more of a coping mechanism in many ways, like kind of taking people pleasing to a whole other level. Like not only am I going off people's cues and just uh, like behaviors to mimic them and please them. I took it to a whole other level where I really wanted to understand why people did the things they do. So I could people please on a whole other level at the time it was very unconscious, but it's just interesting how things played out. So psychology to me felt like this safety blanket in many ways. So that kind of drove that passion as well. And then I grew up in Catholic school, which was an experience unto itself. And when I left that going into university and sciences, I entered this very angry atheist era of my life. And it kind of got me very skeptical about so many things in life. And I just wanted like the science, the studies, I wanted everything to be like peer reviewed and like analytical. And it was really, I needed a lot of healing at the time, but that was kind of my mindset. When I got into personal development, I had so many triggers about spirituality, about manifestation. I was just like, there's no way any of that is real. Like you need I don't know. I was so caught up in all of the studies in science. So really how I got into manifestation and bridging psychology into the mindset and energetics of it as well. It started with science, watching documentaries about like quantum physics, the quantum field, all of these things. And I was like sitting there. I remember I was watching so many documentaries about it and my jaw was on the ground the whole time. And Bertie would walk in my boyfriend and be like, are you are you okay? (laughs) Like what is going on? And all of these incredible like scientific documentaries were just blowing my absolute mind. And I had no idea at the time that so many of them were about manifestation. So now in my coaching practice, and when I talk about manifestation mindset psychology, I like to bridge I guess a lot of people say like (laughs) the mystic with science as well to allow people to see that viewpoint. Cause I know for me, like that's what I needed to open myself up to surrendering to it as well. So it's been a wild journey getting here so much healing involved. And I think each step of it is just allowing me to kind of see myself from different perspectives as well. Learning all of these new like theories or just like different ways of thought. And it's been a very big process of coming home to myself, I guess. Yeah, it's so interesting because I also, we have very similar backgrounds. I was in a non-denominational Christian school from fourth to seventh grade. And 
Then in eighth grade, uh, I was homeschooled for half the year. So when I went to high school, I didn't know about evolution. I'd never learned about it. And like my teacher was just so shocked because I was like, yeah, I don't really understand these concepts. And he's like, but we teach it at a younger level. And I was like, but like in the Christian schools, they don't, they don't even touch like any sort of evolution. So like epigenetics, no, not, not going to happen. So I kind of went the same way where I was like, it's gotta be science. It's gotta be peer reviewed. And then it kind of brings you back to this full circle where you're like, all of this goes together. Yes. All of this links up together. So that's so interesting when it comes to mindset specifically and, you know, being in the online space, what are some of the common struggles that you see with like your clients or your peers, or, you know, even with like people you see as they show up? Yes. I think the biggest thing, which is interesting itself is just getting started, like being able to get out of your own way. Cause when we really think about it, so many of the things we do in our online businesses, physically, it's not that hard, like getting on Instagram, figuring out a business name, figuring out an idea and getting on stories and talking about it or recording videos and talking about it. The physical acts of those things is not what's challenging. It's all of the mindset baggage that goes with it. It's all of the limiting beliefs of like, who am I to do this? I'm not experienced. I'm too young. I'm too broke. Like, why would anybody listen to me? This is so cringy. So embarrassing. Everybody's judging me. Like, oh my God, my friends from high school, whatever. There's so much mindset baggage that comes along with the online business space. And I think especially in the beginning, just getting out of your way and starting is one of the biggest hurdles. But once you do that, it's such, like I said, like an expansive healing process as well to be able to see your triggers as they come up and use them to your advantage. Like for example, if you're always doing like the doom scroll and comparing yourself to all these other businesses, like being able to recognize that in those moments and be on your own team and support yourself through them. I would say once you're in the business space, I think imposter syndrome feeling like a fraud, like you don't really know what you're doing and like you're kind of scamming people to work with you is one of the most common things that comes up for online entrepreneurs. And it shows itself in so many different ways. So I think that's probably the most common. I was like mid sip. <laughs> I would a hundred percent agree about doom scrolling. I think she, a lot of times when we get into business, like I know I had the mindset that I could outwork the mindset. And with that specifically, what was really struggling for me is that like, you really can't outwork your mindset. It's like that, you know, that green monster sitting on your shoulder, that imposter sitting on your shoulder being like, you know, you suck, like you're scamming people. And it, I, if I could go back, I mean, obviously loved my journey, but if I could go back, I would have invested in mindset sooner. I wouldn't have like waited. I think mindset two was put on this pedestal when I started in the online space. And that's so bad. I loved how you mentioned triggers and like being able to acknowledge a trigger. I think a lot of people, when they think about mindset, it's the same thing that I've experienced in healing trauma is that you're never going to be triggered again. It's going to be like, you know, sunshines and rainbows and those types of things. What is kind of, obviously you teach this in coaching deeper, but what's kind of something that someone, if they're getting triggered and doom scrolling that they can take away today and utilize that to maybe start improving it a little bit. Cause you know, mindset is its own journey. 
Yes, absolutely. I think with doom scrolling is something that like we all fall into at one point or another. The biggest thing with anything mindset, but specifically triggers first and foremost is always self-awareness, being able to turn off autopilot and actually be aware of your actions. It's so easy to do these things unconsciously and then just continuously change or create more and more of the same on repeat. So first and foremost, being really aware of where you're investing your time, energy, and money on a day-to-day basis, what thoughts are coming up on repeat and really being on your own team through that process. When you notice a trigger come up, something really bothers you on a deep level. Like you're thinking about that one post that that one coach said, or that somebody signed eight new clients and you signed none. And it's just really sticking with you being able to get curious about those thoughts that are coming up on repeat and not judging them, not being like, God, I should be happy for her. Like I'm a bad person or like whatever, instead of beating yourself up about it, start getting curious about those things and ask yourself why, like, why is this bothering me? Why is this making such an impact on me from there? It really highlights where you can focus your mindset work moving forward. But I think with that being said, also just meeting yourself where you're at. If you know that seeing somebody's specific content is triggering you all the time and really setting back your mindset and showing up in the ways you want to mute them, unfollow them. Like that doesn't mean you're less healed or whatever. I think meeting yourself where you're at and being on your own team, if that's what you need to do, like do it. I think too, even as you think about growing deeper in your mindset journey, you also understand that like, you know, what's best for you at the end of the day and tapping into that intuition and using your mindset. Like it's sometimes best for you to block that person or to not talk to them or not consume their content to not compare yourself. Cause like, that is something that I struggled with for so long. And the other side of that is people were like, we'll go to your competitors and find leads from there. Like, no. No, just like stay in your lane, stay in your bubble and definitely get curious about why you get triggered, what's coming up, you know, um, in therapy, we always talk about like, is this my voice or is this a voice that I've adopted elsewhere and like getting rid of it, which mindset is something you're going to do for the rest of your life. I think that's like the biggest misconception. And you can speak to this is that people think that they go through one program one time and they're like, good to go. Yes, exactly. I know. I think like, it's very, it's so specific person to person. And like you said, like, you know, yourself best at the end of the day, it even reminds me of, I don't know why this example has been coming up a lot for me recently, but things like comparison or when you're looking at analytics or looking at numbers, it's in many ways similar for some people looking at their weight on a scale can be very healthy. It's just a number to them. It's just showing them that they're going in the right direction. It's totally fine. They know themselves. They can do that every single day and it's not going to set them back for some other people dependent on your mindset that could be completely spiraling, looking at your weight, that number every single day. And the same thing goes with things in your business, things in your life, with your mindset, being able to be aware of what's triggering you on a day-to-day basis and really looking out for yourself on that spectrum as well. And just knowing yourself and what's best for you. And like you said, it's a complete journey, like with business specifically with 
what is that saying? New level, new devil. When you're doing things for the first time, that in itself is inherently uncomfortable. That discomfort doesn't mean you're not cut out for it. It doesn't mean you're failing. It doesn't mean you should quit, but doing something new, getting outside your comfort zone, it's always uncomfortable. So I think being able to have that awareness and compassion for yourself throughout that journey is so liberating and also allows you to show up in alignment with your highest self or that next level you, your favorite self, whoever you really want to align to, whatever values and priorities you want. And yeah, I think having that awareness through that journey and being on your own team and recognizing like at the end of the day, you're a human. Like things go wrong, things come up and that's okay. That's normal. But how are you going to support yourself through that? Yeah. I think one thing that I struggled with and I like that you brought it up is like when I entered the online space, it was like, oh, there is no new devil with a new level and like studying more about like science and like psychology and comfort zones and, you know, tolerances, like there is always going to be a new devil. It's just like almost taking yourself like in your own arms. Like if you can visualize that, like hugging yourself And understanding that like you are cut out for it, you may have to learn, you may have to revisit, you know, this trigger may come up or this feeling that hasn't been there before will come up again. But the other side of that too is like so many things happen outside of your comfort zone that if you do stay comfortable, you may miss out on it, but it doesn't mean that you constantly have to be outside of your comfort zone. Like I'm going through a huge season of growth and I know you are too. And like, there are some days that I look at my partner and I'm like, I'm just Megan. I'm just Megan. I'm not a business owner. I'm going to look at like what new crumble cookies are out, or maybe I'm going to order ice cream. Maybe I'll play Madden and just like hang out. And I think that's the other thing that most people forget in mindset is that that deeper intuition and that mindset is also going to tell you when you need to rest. I know you didn't mention this on your form, but I'm super curious because you've kind of talked about recharging. What do you tell for people who maybe they're struggling, getting close to burnout, and they have that kind of mindset of like, can't stop, got to reach my goals, got to keep going, you know, rest when you're dead or when you rest, you rust, all those like really bad hustle culture sayings. Yes, I think, yeah, this is such a good conversation. I know how it was coming up for me was I kind of believed like you needed to hustle like that in order to succeed in this space and in in order to continuously grow your business. You always needed to be on, always hustling, always launching something new or always launching the same thing, making it better, bigger, brighter. And that belief system I had in my head created so much resistance towards success for me because in my head, my subconscious was thinking like, that sounds terrible. (laughs) Like, I don't want my life to look like that. I don't want my business to look like that. So in so many subtle ways, I would be self-sabotaging, like not finalizing something or not actually getting out of my own way and launching something. And it can show up in such subtle ways when we have that subconscious resistance. And it's something that has really been ingrained in society as well, the hustle culture. And it has so many negative impacts specifically on women in business as well. It really is such a heavy emphasis on masculine energy. And what I mean by that is very like force, 
hustle doing energy and completely closing you off from the feminine. And what I mean by that is very like flow, being you, being open to receiving. And when you really think about that vision you want, it's like whether it be the business, the traveling, the like working poolside, sipping margaritas, like whatever that life is, if you created all of that for yourself and you were completely miserable, would you be satisfied? Would that really be the life you wanted? Would you be satisfied? And for most of us, no, absolutely not. That's not what we wanted to create for ourselves in the first place. So I think being able to really ground yourself in the vision of what you want and how you want that vision to make you feel is so profoundly helpful in your day-to-day business. So then when you're creating the structure of your business and it kind of comes back to being introvert as well, like the structure of your business, it will look different person to person. What works best for you? What works best for an extroverted coach will be completely different than what works best for me as like the poster child is an introvert. And I think being able to ground yourself in the vision of the life you're creating for yourself and then create your business structure around that vision is so helpful so that you aren't, you can be very aware of when you're falling out of alignment with that vision and creating a business that won't support that life that you want. Because at the end of the day, if you create a business that requires you to overwork and overwhelm yourself in order for you to succeed, then you have created a business that requires you to overwork and overwhelm yourself in order to succeed. Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? Oh, 1000% because I built that business. I, oh man, I like was the poster child for like creating unrealistic expectations and then putting myself to the point of burnout to reach it, to prove how worthy I felt in relation to goals. And like, obviously this has been like an 18 month journey in therapy, unpacking this and starting to, you know, figure out that a lot of it was rooted in trauma But that's the other side of it too. And something I think a lot of people forget about business is that like, yes, in the beginning, you're going to work long days. Um, There is no four-hour work week when you're starting out. And that's a part of the game because you're learning and you're growing and you're changing. But when you get to a point that you comfortably can, you know, take some space Either, you know, depending on structure of business or how you want to do it, the goal is, is for you always to have open space as a CEO. And that's where most people get hung up and they have this new level, new devil mentality and overwhelming because they think that they constantly have to do more to make money. And that's the mindset that you will get stuck of like, I have to work 40 hours a week or I have to do this or I have to do that. And you don't actually have to do anything in your business that you don't freaking want to. And I think the other side of that too is like the flow and the feminine is so hard to tap into, but it's also like one of your best resources to be able to like sit down. I mentioned this to Caitlin when we were doing pre-roll, but like, I feel tired this week and old Megan would have been like, no, we need to get through our list and we need to do more and you can sleep when you're dead or when you take a vacation. But like I 10 out of 10, I'm probably going to get off this call, probably go get some ice cream sammies and like rest because that's what I need. And so the other side of that is like build your expectations, like Caitlin was saying, in your business so that like you can do less, you can make as much money as you want, whatever that feels aligned with you. And that when you're not 1000 percent 
you can still show up and feel good. Cause that's where for me, like, you know, on my soapbox, that's where I burnt out so hard. And if I would have taken a step back and I would have been honest with how hard I was pushing myself and how I truly felt and where I really needed to rest and even get like, for me, you know, mental health support was needed. But like, if I would have been honest and scaled back and gave myself a longer timeline, I don't think I would have quit my business. I don't think I would have burnt out the way that I did. And honestly, like coming back into business, I never set the expectation to overexceed because I didn't want that feeling. Like that feeling is just so, it's just detrimental. So that's me off my soapbox about that. I'm curious with, we dipped a little bit into manifestation, but if somebody is starting to, you know, get into spiritual, maybe they've been on the science side, what would you recommend for them? I would recommend, well, it depends what type of person you are. For me, the scientific-based documentaries were really my way into it. But I think there's manifestation can be described in so many different ways, and it is described in so many ways that we don't even realize. The less sexy side of manifestation that isn't so overly talked about, because from a marketing standpoint, it's not as sexy, is in order to manifest what you want, you have to take action. And when you think about every just typical business book, it's often about that as well. Do you know what I mean? Like we're all kind of talking about the same thing regardless. And I think being able to, it's really even what I just said too, like it's all manifestation, grounding yourself in what you want, that energy of what you want will attract more of it to you. So when I talked about, say for me, example, that vision I wanted to create for my life and my business, when I think of that vision, I want it to make me feel safe I want it to make me feel free. I want to feel passionate and inspired and happy and just authentically myself. And then when I look to my life and I look at the things that inspire those feelings in me right now, whether it be working with clients or maybe learning the piano or getting outside hiking, when I'm in that vibrant energy of myself, I'm able to show up more fully in my business. And even thinking about you as well, like, When you think about yourself feeling super burnt out and overwhelmed, that energy impacts everything you do inside of your business from the copy you write, the conversations you have, how you show up on your stories, on your videos, reels, TikToks, your tone, your physiology. When you do show up, that energy is impacted so heavily thinking about in comparison to how you show up when you're feeling excited, when you're so passionate about something, when you just want to help or serve someone, when you just feel so vibrantly and authentically yourself, that energy is so magnetic and will impact your audience so differently. And when we think about that from just like an everyday perspective, that makes sense. You don't have to get too like woo woo about it. And I think focusing on that energy and you feeling authentically vibrantly yourself and showing up in that way makes such a huge impact on everything you do inside of your business. And by extension, all of the results that you call in. Oh, I would agree a hundred percent. I never call it Lulu anymore because I heard that it was like, um, what was the like direct wording about it? It was like, I don't remember what the words they used, but it, it was just like, basically giving less credit to it when there's so much research and continued research. Exactly. It's just, 
yeah, I think people just like discredit it, but yeah, I mean, the only way to get to it is to get through it, which a lot of people forget because, you know, the perfectionism of like, I want to do it perfect and I want it to be right the first time and all of those things. And it's so interesting being on the other side sometimes where it's like, oh, like actually I would rather mess up learn from my mistake or understand that like this thing, there were so many things I chased over the last four years that like some of those things were not for me and that's okay. I wouldn't (laughs) have known that if I didn't try it. So it's honestly manifestation doesn't all have to be like vision boards and staying high vibe and Mm -hmm. some of the things that are marketed to you. Because again, remember, like Caitlin said, marketing is sexy. It's supposed to draw you in. It's supposed to pull you in. But like the same way we don't market like how a hamburger's made is the same way, you know, you miss out on some of those other pieces when it comes to manifestation and mindset and really digging deeper into like your intuition. Honestly, there's been so many nuggets in here. I'm going to go back and listen and take notes. But what is one piece of advice that you would give either to yourself or to someone who is maybe needing some more mindset support? And where can we find you? Where do you hang out? Yes, I think my biggest all-time life lesson, especially in business, that I remind myself of every single day, and I would not be where I am today without it, is get on your own damn team. Like, get on your own damn team. I feel like I need to get this tattooed on my forehead at this point. (laughs) The amount that I say it. Yes, please. (laughs) But seriously, it's so important because your relationship with yourself impacts every single thing in your life, every single thing in your business. It impacts the way you show up, what you go after, what you decide you're capable of, and by extension, what you are capable of. It's like that all-time quote of whether you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. It all comes back to the relationship you have with yourself. And especially in business, it is very challenging. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Business is very challenging. It triggers you in ways that you probably never expected. It brings all of the your deepest triggers and insecurities right to the surface. It's, it's very special, honestly, very special experience. <laughs> but being on your own team through that process makes your success inevitable. Having your mindset back you up makes your success inevitable. And being able to remind yourself of that and lead with compassion in your day-to-day life inside of your regular life and inside of business will completely change the game for you. And for me, you can all probably tell that I absolutely love talking about this stuff. You can find me most often on Instagram. My handle is the Anomaly Coaching Co. I have the same handle on TikTok, which has been a lot of fun as well. But yeah, if anything hit hard, hit home. If you resonated with anything, have any questions, definitely feel free to reach out to me because I do love talking about this stuff. It's so much fun. So I would love to see you there. Yes. And I think the only thing I would add to that is put down the business books. It's okay. You don't need to learn more. You yes. 90% of people have what it takes where you can like figure it out. Awesome. Well, have a great day. Great. Thank you so much for having me. If you have loved today's podcast episode, go ahead and take a moment to rate and review on whatever you choose as your platform to listen. 
rating and reviews help us not only be able to serve you deeper, but to bring more people in to learn more about sales. If you ever want to check out the behind the scenes, go down to the show notes. My Instagram is always linked and I will see you next Wednesday for another episode of Salesy.